0: contracts, salary caps. Why do our favorite teams make some of the moves they do? It's usually the money. It's time for the business of sports with Andrew Brandt.
1: Welcome back to another edition of the business of sports with Andrew Brandt. I've got my buddy, Jim Trotter from ESPN. Someone I've known a long time work with at ESPN, really respect what he's doing, especially these days where He's kind of been a real conduit uh, in letting us know what's going on with these player meetings, what the players are interested in doing, and been at the scene of the owners' meetings this week, the NFL meeting with players, and what you and I were talking before this. Jim seems to be an historic time in the NBA. I'm sorry, historic time in the NFL, unlike you've seen before.
0: You know, I can I can see why you would say NBA because if if there were a professional sports league that we're going to make some of the changes or or be out in front of of this fight against social injustice. You would think the NBA first, but I have to give a ton of credit to the NFL its owners and the commissioner that, you know, they're willing to step out and and lead this fight. Um, I can honestly say in my two-plus decades covering the league, I, I could have never envisioned a day like this where I would see owners talking about the importance of joining with players and fighting against social injustice. Um, I think these truly are landmark days in the
1: NFL. And what do you attribute this, these kind of historic days to? I guess sort of the genesis of this, I mean, it's, can we point to the Kaepernick uh, kneeling 14 months ago? Can we point to some of the players you've been talking to throughout the past few months and they're kind of rumbling up this issue? What do you point to the sure. owner's kind of acceptance and making this happen and being so open-minded here?
0: You know, I don't think the acceptance truly started until very recently when they actually had a chance to sit down as, as small groups and talk to these players. Uh-huh. Um, I, think it, I, I think clearly the movement started with Colin taking a knee, and then you had other players who would take a knee, but, but at times they were taking knees for different reasons. And particularly this year, you know, after the president made his comments, uh, you had players taking knees, sort of to, to um, address what the, the president said. But the feeling I get, even from talking yesterday with Jed York of the 49ers, is that when Colin first took a knee, Jed was kind of put off by it right. and didn't like it. And he said until he sat down and spoke with Colin. He started to understand what was going on. And I think that's what's, what's happening here. Um, and talking to Anquan Bolden this morning, he said um, he heard things from owners in their small group meeting yesterday that he had never heard from them before. You know, And he said the unfortunate thing is that um, the media creates a narrative where it sounds as if players are on one side and owners are on one side. Right. And he said the minute we sat down and talked, we realized we were more alike than we were different.
1: Any examples of that?
0: Well, just the, the importance of, 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 of leading the fight against social injustice. So, mm-hmm. you know, when they get in that room, and, and, and we know that um, Malcolm Jenkins and Adquan in particular have been leading this fight for criminal justice reform. They've been down on Capitol Hill twice in the last year right. meeting with congressional members to try and get change. So now to sit down with these owners and say this is what's important to us and, and, and hear these owners say, yeah, we agree with you, um, and we're willing to endorse that. Uh, that's a major step. If they don't sit down together and talk, we never get to this point. So those are the type of things, I think. Um, and then you hear how the owners are willing to go into communities and to provide resources to um, to to reach out to young people, law enforcement, whomever, to try and deal with some of these issues. And, and I'll, lastly, I'll say this, um, you know, Andrew, the fact that the league also is sponsoring a social activism boot camp down in Morehouse College in February, and it's going to be open to all professional athletes. Now, I've been told it'll be 25 to 35 players, but just the fact that the league is willing to sponsor that um, and have no control, I'm told, over the curriculum or, or the administration of it, that says a lot about, to me, how serious these owners are about actually supporting these players about learning how to efficiently and effectively get their message out and try and make positive change.
1: It's fascinating. And you talked about narratives coming in. I think Anquan talked about narratives. But my question on narratives is it just seemed like going into the meetings we were going to hear this sort of... uh, this bucking up against the idea of not kneeling or sorry not standing for the anthem and whether there'd be a quid pro quo <laughs> from the owners to make them stand, and owners are hearing mm-hmm. from their constituents, their stakeholders, their sponsors, their fans that they want to move on and sure. make them stand. Sure. But you know sure. you're reporting and listening to the players, there really wasn't any talk of this anthem, was there, as a standover no. sitting. No, I was told even coming into the meeting by various
0: owners that there was not going to be a quid pro, pro quo. That um, the one thing they wanted to make sure of is that this was very authentic and that these changes uh, or, or, or addressing these issues um, was going to be an authentic gesture by the owners um, because the last thing they wanted it, they wanted to do was make it look like they were bartering with the players that we'll give you this if you give us this. And that didn't happen. Mm. Um, and in fact, the owners let let them know, and Roger had said even before the meetings came out that they were not anticipating uh, making any sort of, of, of game operations manual change to require the players to stand. Now, you, you can say, and I've had people say to me, including friends of mine who are labor attorneys, that the league knows that it can't win that fight, But if right. they tried to force these players to stand... Um, it was going to wind up in court, and the league was going to lose. So maybe the league in, in doing this is is being more proactive because it knows that, that legally, that's a case it might lose. Right. But I always say this, Andrew, I, you know, I don't care how you get there. I don't care if you get there, you know if if, if it's the wrong motives, as long as you get to the right place. And I think the NFL um, in this instance, has gotten to the right place and and I applaud the league for it.
1: I applaud the league for it, and and owners I've seen speaking out like Jed York and Arthur Blank and others. I guess my question is on the owner side, though, Jim, in terms of, you know, we know what Jerry Jones put the line in the sand last week about you stand or you don't play. Mm -hmm. Are they they all on the same page here? Were some sitting out the meeting with the players? Do they want, you know, to have their own rules, understanding the league role, Uh, and where does the rubber meet the road when you talk about the stands that Jerry Jones and perhaps others are making?
0: Well, look, there's no question that, that, um, one, all of the owners want the players to stand. There's a difference of opinion on whether or not you should try and force them to stand. Clearly, Jerry Jones, Stephen Ross, and some others, Daniel Snyder, um, are willing to require their players to stand. But that's going to be a question that, that will be put to the commissioner when he has his press conference later today and it's one i definitely plan to ask what if one of the owners comes out and says if a player takes a knee then i am going to somehow discipline him and again i'm told by labor attorneys that if an owner is to do that um he could have a fight on his hands yes. so it's going to be it's going to be very interesting you know the other thing with jerry and and again going back to the word that you used earlier and i use narrative Unfortunately, the media were guilty of making it sound, because Jerry says so many things and it's so accessible. Right. We make it sound like Jerry speaks for the league, and he doesn't. I can tell you with certainty, there were a number of owners who were upset with what he said about requiring his players to stand. They felt that this issue was starting to die down, and he inflamed the situation. So if he had spoken up in these meetings, I was told, and tried to say that, that you know, the players have to stand, that there were owners who were prepared to talk him down and say, no, hmm. that's not going to fly. So um, as at least as of last night, it never got to that point, as I was told. We'll see what happens today. We haven't heard from the owners yet. Um, but, again, Jerry does not speak for all of the owners. Are there owners who feel the way he feels? Yes. But, you know, there comes a point where it's bigger than you or it's bigger than your team, and if the commissioner and the other moderates as i call them can show that doing it this way is going to help the league long term maybe not short term because you will have fans who are upset but long term it will help the league Hmm. then you hopefully will do what's best for the league yeah
1: and speaking of inflaming the situation (laughs) like any conversation in this country right now we cannot uh, not mention the president Obviously, his comments, his tweets continue to bring this up. But some comments I saw from Jed York, and maybe they were to you, that we can't let these outside comments Correct. or things kind of realize our game or make make Correct. us react uh, and Correct. sort of stay yeah, below the noise. Go ahead.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah, it wasn't to me. It was in a, it was in a group session yesterday. Yeah. Um, and that's what he said. He said, we have to be above it. We have to be better than that. And I think that's going to be the attitude of the NFL um, and, you know, the owners going forward. I mean, even when the president said some things recently, you know, after that first wave of of tweets that led to that weekend of demonstrations, you rarely even hear the league refer to him by name um, or by title when he makes some statement and they're responding to it. So I don't think that's going to change. I think they feel that the shock value of his comments um, have hit the public. Uh, People know what to expect now, and I think they are going to try and stay above that and keep their eye on the prize, so to speak.
1: And just following up on that, we do have owners that gave him a million dollars or more. We have owners that support him. We have an owner that's named by him as ambassador to the U.K. How are they reconciling that?
0: You know, it's funny, and and I won't mention the owner's name because it was a private conversation, Mm -hmm. but I, I said to him... I said, he's a friend of yours. Right. Um, you supported him. I said, how do you balance these things that he's saying? And this was prior, I should say, to his, to his tweets about the, um, the anthem protest or demonstration. But I said, how, how, do you, how do you support a man like this with such divisive views and whatnot? And he said to me, he said, oh, I tell him when I believe he's wrong and whatnot. And I said, yeah, you may tell him, but you don't say it publicly, which to me loses its impact So Hmm. I think some of these owners try and compartmentalize it that, you know, business is business, personal relationship is personal relationship.
1: They definitely compartmentalize, as you and I have been following them for years, uh, especially when it comes to business versus uh, the game. Uh, I guess the last point, and for people listening, Jim is still at the meetings and, and just kind enough to join us as things continue to progress on this issue. I will mention the name that we haven't yet, after 13 minutes, talked about, Jim, Colin Kaepernick. Just clarity, and I think Malcolm Jenkins answered this, but just clarity. He was invited, but invited by the players, not the owners, and he declined. Is that correct?
0: Well, you know, Andrew, there are a lot of things going around, and I have not been able to confirm all of them, so I I I would choose not to. Sure definitively what's going on. Here's what we know. We know for a fact that Malcolm Jenkins said that Colin was invited and did not show up, and Malcolm did not know the reasons why. We know that that Colin's attorney has said that um, Colin wasn't invited by the league or the union, um, but he did not mention the players. Um, There's some other things floating around, but until I I actually can confirm them, I'd rather not speak on them. So I, that's one that I just, you know, I, I, can't,
1: I, I can't really say much about it. Yeah, and I get it. And I, I tweeted out last week, you know, he'd be a nice name to invite. That was before the collusion suit, which probably further antagonized him to, from some ownership. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess... No the, doubt about that. But you said, uh, or it's been reported, that there are going to be future meetings going forward... Do you yeah. know the, the, the structure, the content of those meetings? And you probably can't answer this again, but if he may be invited to future events like this.
0: Yeah, I've not asked if he'll be invited. My guess is that he won't be. Right. Um, that's just a guess. No one has said that to me. But, yeah, the owners wanted to meet again on Tuesday, and um, the players had to delay it because Malcolm Jenkins and Antoine Bolden are doing what they're calling um, listen-and-learn tours and they're going out in the community and, and, and talking to to members there. And Anquan will be in Detroit on Tuesday, and Malcolm will be in Harrisburg, PA. And so, my understanding is that the players will meet um, in two two weeks with the owners again hmm. in the same sort of format that they had now to continue this discussion, to move it forward, and to start you know um, acting on some of these um, excuse me recommendations that that the
1: players have, have made and the owners seem receptive to. And the tangible steps. We saw a letter that you put out signed by Roger Goodell and yeah. Doug Baldwin. Now, that was supporting criminal justice reform. Now, again, people are out wondering what they accomplished. To me, that's pretty big. You know, that is oh, a. you kidding? That is something that, as you said, never happens.
0: No, it's, it's amazing. You know, um, it's funny. I was talking to one team uh, COO today, and, and I said, Could you have ever imagined anything like this? And the person said, No. Um, it shows how far we've come, which is a good thing. Um, you know, people say, oh, it's just signing your name on something. They've got nothing. These are very conservative owners for the most part. Mm-hmm. And for them to get on board with something as controversial as criminal justice reform at a time when the administration is rolling back many of the, uh, uh, of the positive uh, measures that have been put in place regarding criminal justice reform. Um it says a lot to me for these owners to, to step out on that limb and say, you know what? We don't care. It's the right thing to do, so we're going to do it. And again, to to, to sponsor the boot camp in February. Mm-hmm. Um these are just I you know, I get the cynicism that that, that people have with the leagues. I, I'm not sure anyone is, is as cynical as I am when it comes to things that go on in this league. Right. But you know, there are times when you have to give them their credit when they when it's when they do positive things, and I believe that that they have gotten this right, in my opinion, um, after so many slubs on other things, this one they got right. And barring something dramatic that comes out of these meetings today that no one anticipates, um, again, I applaud the league, the owners, the commissioner, um, and the players for what they've done.
1: Absolutely. And before I let you go, I just want to bring in one other party to this that you've only mentioned kind of in passing, the union. Now, we hear a lot about owner-player progress. We, and you and I know especially, that there's mistrust and, and, frankly, dislike between union leadership and NFL leadership. They only seem to talk in court or in arbitration. Where are they in this? Uh, we learned that Colin Kaepernick's grievance was started. Maybe the union will join it, but the union found out about it like we did. We hear about Mm -hmm. players. You mentioned Malcolm and Doug and so many others. We don't hear about Demore Smith in this group. So where are they in this kind of detente with the league? And is there progress in that relationship?
0: This is one time where you can say, um, that the union and the league actually worked together on something and Eagles were set aside and something was done for the greater good. So, um, You know, the league could not, in my opinion, have really gone forward with a lot of these things without um, some help. I'm not going to say support, but without some help from the union in terms of bringing players to the table and getting them to sit down and deal with some of these issues. So now some have said to me, well, man, doesn't it look bad that the league is doing all of this and we've not heard the union in any way setting up programs to deal with this? And um, I can't, I can't, argue that. Um, The Mm -hmm. league has been more proactive on this issue than the union has. I know the union had been discussing things about um, community work and doing those types of things. But look, let's be honest here, Andrew, the union doesn't have the cloud or the platform or the power and the resources that the NFL has. And so when the NFL puts its name on this, that is a major, major Mm -hmm. deal.
1: That's a great point. And you talk about the the visits that Ant and Malcolm and and even Josh McCown, Andrew Hawkins, have gone to the Hill a couple times. And so, Mm -hmm. like you said, this has started for quite a while, and now they're leveraging the contacts and cloud of NFL ownership. Without a doubt. Jim, great stuff, and really appreciate taking you away from these meetings for a little bit as they continue to go on. Jim Trotter, a friend, a colleague, someone I've always respected. Great to be with you. Thanks so much. No, Andrew, thanks for taking me away from the meetings for a little <laughs> while. You got it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks bye All right, bye. Take care. Thanks for listening
0: to the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also get additional Insider Insight by listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and College Draft Podcast, all at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts are found.